Okay, welcome back to Pedweg Podcast. It has been um, one year since the first episode of season two, so <laughs> it's one of the it's one of the longest uh, longest time between episode one and two. So we're gonna just call this the Pedweg Podcast reboot. Yeah, sure. Why not? It's we've we've had a lot going on. Yeah, of course. A lot of stuff has happened, um, and life just gets hectic like that you know and so of course i'm joe and i'm ashley and we are married (laughs) so we're a geeky married couple just talking about random nerdy stuff and were we married when we started this when we started it we weren't married no oh that's true and then we took a break because we got okay yeah we see what happened was we took a break (laughs) and then because we got married and then we came back and we did one podcast as a married couple, and then we got divorced, <laughs> and then we, and then we got back together, and then we got remarried again, and that all that happened in the span of of a year. So, it's been it's been pretty wild. Divorced. <laughs> no, nothing like that's happened. Uh, that's just for jokes. Uh, bro, really, we we've just been working and. Um, well, we did a little bit of traveling, and mm-hmm. we got did... to see my family in Tennessee. Finally, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun, and uh, we got to, um, you know, we've just been doing life stuff. Yeah, and we've still been doing our collecting. Uh, I think Ashley's got a few more hobbies since then, and <laughs> yeah. you know, we've uh, a lot has changed as far as uh, you know. We could do a whole episode just on what changed, um, especially like updating some of the old uh episodes that we did like for instance wrestling oh yeah the wrestling if we so i'll tell you guys something funny and we uh i actually hates listening to our shows <laughs> but i love it you know because i i don't have a problem listening to myself or anything and it, it's I good do. I do. and she does but i was when i'm working sometimes i will realize that i want time to go by really quick so i'll throw on some of our old episodes and i'm like oh man that was cool and it's funny listening to it now because things have changed so much mm-hmm. well we were talking about a lot of different wrestling things and now the the how we watch wrestling and, and how involved we are we're still watching it pretty regularly but like our favorites have totally changed and like things have changed people have like moved on and we've mm-hmm. got new people in now and it's it's been it's been insane. So we could do a whole new updated Maybe thing about. Maybe that'll be our next episode. <laughs> we could do a whole updated <laughs> thing on wrestling. But today, um, since it's been uh, a whole year, and I've noticed um, a, a trend in the last like maybe five years or so that we haven't really talked about. We kind of talked about it on our collecting episode, mm-hmm. which is another one I just listened to recently, and uh, we talked about how um, people our age, you know, like in the the 30s and 40s you know Mm -hmm. like um those people are you know they have the money now to get stuff that they liked when they were kids Mm -hmm. so we see a lot of collecting stuff where it's like you know the guy's buying all of his old ninja turtle toys again because it fills him with nostalgia and he can get them again maybe his mom sold them all at a yard sale like all his star wars toys that he loved with all his heart (laughs) <laughs> and then they all just got sold at a at a um, yard sale. Mom, thanks for that. <laughs> uh, so you want them back when you're yeah. an adult because you have the, you you have you know the money now. Yep. Um, and so what kind of wanted I talked to Ashley about this a couple of days ago, and I said, you know, I'd like to do an episode on like that whole retro feel now that's pretty popular these days when you look at stuff. Um, 
everywhere. Yeah. It's everywhere. I think the biggest example, of course, is Stranger Things right now. Right. With the throwback to the 80s. Um, For but sure. nostalgia is definitely an important thing. And, and I think since our last episode about toys and things like that is, you know, my opinion has probably changed more than yours has. At least more, I've been more vocal about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this will be interesting to see, because um, I honestly don't remember what we, what I said specifically. So. Yeah, if we'd retread over a few things, that's fine, because this isn't specifically to, you know, just collecting and stuff, which that one was. Mm-hmm. Also, just a side note, um, for those of you who don't know, I mean, which is ridiculous, because pretty much only friends and family listen to us. <laughs> Um, we live in Arizona, and so it's been triple triple digits um, lately, and it, it's been, I think the high today was 110. Oh, it was 114. It was 114 today. So that you hear in the background is our air conditioning we pumping can't through it. to keep us nice and cool here um, because we need it to be a little bit frostier at night because it gets really hot um, at night. And also, we picked a great night to do this because <laughs> now there's a thunderstorm warning outside. So there's a lot of thunder. Which never happens. There's a thunder. <laughs> it's very loud, and we have the wind blowing is is insane. We can feel palm tree. Um, we can hear palm tree pieces and stuff being uh-huh. flung against our building and stuff. So, I mean, it's going to be kind of a noisy episode. But hey, we're all just hanging out anyway. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Just enjoy, I, I just want to. Enjoy the weather with us. Yeah. Enjoy <laughs> enjoy the 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 weird weather that we never get, but on the anniversary of our last podcast. So, <laughs> with that, we'll move on. Just wanted to give a heads up. So our topic is retro, retro and nostalgia, that whole general vibe. Yeah. So, uh, you posed this question earlier. What is retro? Retro is just old, you know, old stuff. Um, I think for us, it kind of means 80s and 90s, mostly. Mm-hmm. I would say that's kind of what the retro vibe is right now, out kind of being put out in the universe. Um, there's. I wouldn't discredit the, the 70s and the 60s. And even, um, I know on TikTok, there's a lot of people who try to recreate even earlier than that, into the early 1900s and even late 1800s so i think um i don't know let's let's try to define what retro is for our conversation like what what at what point does it become historical you know like when you're talking about movies when does it become historical drama rather than retro (laughs) well i think as as it would pertain to this topic that we're talking about tonight i would say it's definitely something that is really based around childhood retro mm-hmm. so i don't think we're really going to see a lot of like 60s and 50s type of stuff that's mm-hmm. coming back yeah right now i mean i i think if you if you kind of look at the trends back in the 80s when we were kids there was a lot of stuff that was still popular it was like the leave it to beaver mm-hmm. and then like uh the andy griffith show and all that stuff there was those were still being shown on tv mm-hmm. um and Gilligan's Island and all that. It was a lot of 60s stuff. Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of stuff that was like 20 years already past that was that the kids were still watching. And perhaps the adults at the time were like, oh, yeah, I watched this stuff when I was a kid, too. Right. Which is how kind of generational things happen. Mm-hmm. Whether it's movies. Every 20 years or so. Yeah, whether it's movies or whatever. You know, you kind of kind of latch on to stuff that maybe your parents liked Mm -hmm. and they're kind of like 
it was their retro stuff that you ended up growing up mm-hmm. to watch as well. Definitely. And so I, I think, I think it's that's probably a good way to put it. Is this kind of like a generational throwback? Is what retro is? I think to me. I think for me, I I did look up the the definition. I wanted a more precise answer. You know. Okay. Um. So in a Pedweg notes sort of way. <laughs> Retro is more of an imitation of something that was previously popular. So whether it's a style or um, maybe a genre of music or movies, excuse me. Um, So retro is the imitation of something that was previously popular. So my biggest example, I think, is the whole um, culture of rockabilly. That is very retro. There's a specific vibe, a specific niche for that group where I they're trying to... I feel like that to... died out, though. Like, it was, like, really big in the early 2000s. I think it's still pretty big in in some places. Um, especially in when you're, when you're getting into, like, classic cars and things like that. There's still a, a pretty big um, culture in there. Okay. So that that's definitely what I think of when I think of retro is something more like that. Now, like we were talking, it's every 20 years. If you think about, you know, the way we grew up, the 60s were pretty popular when we were, you know, in the 80s. In the 90s, I know there was a huge trend for things that were 70s inspired. Um, I remember wanting flower everything and being told by my stepdad that I was born in the wrong time. (laughs) And now uh, the 90s are in in style. I know they tried to bring out the the 80s in... um, Oh my gosh, probably in the the early 2000s. I remember that being a thing, and it sort of being a driving factor in the whole emo scene. Remember that. So, I guess that could be considered a retro thing. <laughs> I don't know. 20 years ago, yeah. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> We're old. <laughs> I haven't really been seeing any... It, it, it kind of seems to me that retro would be pre-millennia. Okay. I don't really see anything that's like harking back to like the 2000s that's true. where it's like, oh man, this is that 20, you know, that 2007 vibe or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't see that at all. It's like, it seems like everything's really defined. Like when you look at things, 50s, you know, with the 50s, you got like the doo wop and like mm-hmm. the, like you said, the rockabilly stuff. And then the 60s, you know, you have hippies and like also that's when like the hard rock movement started coming mm-hmm. out. 70s obviously that kind of advanced where more stuff was happening you had a lot more uh i want to say like the genres were music genres especially Mm -hmm. branched out so instead of just like pop and rock all of a sudden you had pop rock like disco and like all this other stuff that just all these subgenres started Mm -hmm. appearing of course then you have 80s which is all like neon stuff and yeah. But really wasn't really neon stuff. Everything was like brown. <laughs> yeah, Everything that's was true. really like brown looking, right? And then you have like you know, all the eighties music of uh-huh. course is very notorious, you know, synthesized music and along mm-hmm. which is has made a made a comeback in like the twenty tens and is still kind of going strong. Yeah. Which is really weird. I love it, but yes. it, it's it's definitely something that was kind of a fad that just keep going. And mm-hmm. then nineties of course was like boy bands and girl band like girl groups and then like also like grunge and a whole new version of like heavy metal and alternative mm-hmm. rock and then 
all of a sudden it's like what really defined the 2000s when you look back at it you're like it's kind of an extension of the 90s where it's like it kind of evolved mm. a little bit but nothing really like set it out into the stratosphere where it's like oh man this decade was de- defined by this you, know, I, you can't really put a finger on it you know i think that's this is where that five-year difference between us comes into play because right around the late 19 19 the 90s <laughs> that was that was when i was in middle school going into high school so that i was prime target there you know i was all about the boy bands so for me the early 2000s was more about that because that's um right at the end of the 90s was when the boy band stuff started we think of the 90s as being boy band but it really wasn't um you had new kids on the block in the late 80s so right there at that in that cusp area you had them and then for the 90s into the 2000s you have you know your backstreet boys and sync 90 degrees britney spears christina the list just goes on and on um, but that was my time for pop music, for sure. But that was so, 90s, though. No, it, it's really not. It's early 2000s. It was very sugary pop. It was like, oh my gosh, I'm thinking of like powder blue eyeshadow coming back into play. And, you know, girls wearing pigtails and tube tops, you know, and pastel colors. Um, and not just pastel but like everything was metallic because it was the new millennium, you know? Uh, so I have a very different idea, I think, of what defines the 90s and the 2000s. For me, the 90s was more about, oh goodness, um, hmm. I, I definitely think grunge was in there for sure. That's, I mean, definitely a different style of hip-hop came around in the 90s. Um, I think t- TV was getting more diverse. I don't know, a lot more social issues coming into play right around then. Um, definitely a different vibe. You know, more, um, definitely more, I think, I feel like there was more neon in the 90s than in the 80s. Yeah, especially. for sure, yeah. I agree. So. I think neon was a 90s thing. So, what do you think makes nostalgia so popular today? I think it's I think it's mostly because you think about your youth. I think people think about their youth and, the, and it's like a happy time in their life where, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's almost like music. You know, you listen to old older music and it kind of brings back memories where you're like, oh, yeah, I remember when I first heard this, you know, I was riding in a car with my buddies or, mm-hmm. or you know, I was with my family as a kid doing something. And then it, I think when you kind of that's how you feel nostalgic about something and i think that nowadays like when people like to get nostalgic about the craziest stuff you know it's like oh mm-hmm. man, like you see random stuff all the time that is kind of puzzling like for instance astro pops <laughs> i just got one tonight and why because it's an astro pop and if you don't know what that is it looks like a like a like a jousters like <laughs> a medieval jousters like joust thing what the hell a lance yes lance it's like a lance it's like a jousting lance that as children we would just like suck on these things and they would they were sharp <laughs> and pointy and like if you fell that was it like you were dead 
but they still sell these things. But I got it because I wanted to feel nostalgic about it. Like, it reminded me of my childhood, and that's why I wanted it. It's not because I thought it was a good candy. It wasn't because <laughs> I thought it tasted good or, or that it was cool looking. Just, hey, look at this. Astro Pop. I remember that when I was a kid. I want that. Death by sugar in a whole new light. <laughs> yeah. They were like shanks, prison shanks. <laughs> um, I feel like being nostalgic is a huge coping mechanism. It is a very big distraction. It takes you back to a time where things were awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, life was super easy. We didn't have a care in the world when we were kids. And I think you and I are fortunate enough to have been in a place where... Um, I don't think we had complete, um, the complete idea of how much our parents may have struggled to give us everything our hearts desired. Oh yeah, for sure. And so, I mean, that just shows you how, uh, you know, that that's a time where we didn't worry about anything. Um, and so being nostalgic about those things takes us back to that time, you know, where we didn't have to worry, especially when things are pretty rough right now. Uh, no matter what side of the coin you're on, you know, things are pretty rough. So it might be really tempting to, you know, think back on your childhood, especially with so much access to that nostalgia now, you know, whereas before we didn't have basically flea markets online, you know, you maybe had to go out and do the work to go find that toy that you were missing when you were a child. And also, you know, nostalgia has become... I feel like Hollywood has really been banking on it, on nostalgia of everybody. Absolutely. I, you know, I want to throw in some optimism there, too, (laughs) by saying that they're probably also inspired by the same things. Um, So there's probably a lot of inspiration of things that, you know, these people grew up with. Um, But also, I think that there's probably a little bit of... uh, uh, conspiracy i suppose to to sort of bank on it and sort of push it as much as possible with all these remakes and reboots which i'm you know we'll definitely be getting into oh yeah like i mean just as a little side note the munsters trailer debuted oh my God, this morning started we're on we're on opposite <laughs> sides of the coin on this one for sure well i mean we both kind of dislike it but i'm 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 on the i'm of the like you know it looks it still has the same kind of feel Uh i mean of course it's updated you can't have the you can't have a carbon copy of the old show so it is a little updated and it is kind of like the origin of the family and the monsters so for that i can appreciate it but it's not something that i think needed to be made i think that it's totally banking on the whole retro nostalgia Mm -hmm. thing which like you said is an escape for people Absolutely. It's an escape. So, I mean, you take the good with the bad, I guess. I mean, sometimes, yeah. you know, if if your favorite director or actor or something like that decided to redo or remake or reboot or do a vision of something that you liked when you were a kid mm-hmm. and, and it's somebody that you like that's doing it, I think, I think your view would be totally skewed separately a different possibly, way possibly i mean i get what you're saying i'm i'm definitely i don't want to i don't want to talk too badly about it because i <laughs> i'm trying really hard to not what, what we're saying not yuck somebody's yum if somebody likes something i don't want to be like oh that sucks you know i don't want to just rain on your parade you know if you enjoy something go enjoy it yeah um but you know that being said it's not my cup of tea no and that's all i'm gonna say on it but what what do you think 
influenced Rob Zombie to redo the monsters? What do you, what, how do you think, um, what do you think affects the creativity, I suppose, behind wanting to reboot something or remake something? <laughs> well, in Rob Zombie's case, um, <laughs> o- obviously he's a horror fan. Yeah. That's something that I, that I can never take away from him or fault him for because uh-huh. he is a true horror fan. Now, whether or not his movies that he made or whatever are like my type, my cup of tea, so you put it, is <laughs> definitely not mine. Like, I, I'm not a big fan of his horror movies because I think, in general, yucking someone's yum, I think they pretty much all suck. Like, most of them suck pretty yeah. bad. Yeah. But I can appreciate that he does have a passion for it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he's always been a fan of old school horror stuff, mm-hmm. especially Munsters. I mean, he's got a song called Dragula. Yeah. That was one of his biggest songs yes. as a solo artist. And so it makes sense that he's doing a Munsters film. And I, I don't fault him for that. But at the same time, it's not something that I'm excited about. I'm not, I'm not, yeah. I, I didn't watch the trailer today and say, oh, hell yeah. I'm watching Munsters, man. That's going to be so good. I watched it thinking, yeah, that kind of looks like something Rob Zombie would I do. I know that there is a fan base for that. I Absolutely. know it because, you know, horror has become its own subculture. It's become more popular. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's a bias <clears throat> or not because I'm definitely a fan too. Um, but I know that there are people who are fans of Rob Zombie's work. Um, or even if they aren't a fan of Rob Zombie, maybe they're just super into the monsters. Nothing will touch the original. Absolutely. Nope. Um, but, you know, someone out there might actually enjoy that. I think a lot of people would. I mean, I'm on the fence on... I'm, I can tell you this right now. I'm definitely watching it. <laughs> I, I can tell you that I'm definitely going to watch it. But I'm also not going to watch it thinking this is going to be so badass. Or I cannot wait to see this. It's, when it comes out and we can stream it and I can watch <laughs> it and say, Oh, hey, yeah, I watched Monsters last night. Yeah, it was all right. Or I might be surprised and see it and say, holy crap, that was actually really funny and really good. Yeah. It has a very good light-hearted tone, which is mm-hmm. something that I'm thankful for. When I heard he was doing Monsters, my first thought was, oh, great. It's going to be like, what was that, uh, Banana Splits or whatever it was oh, that yeah. came out recently that was like a kid's show that was like really funny, but all of a yeah. sudden now it's like a horror film. Yeah. And there's Winnie the Pooh that's coming out that's a slasher movie. I don't understand any of that stuff. So I, I was either. I was hoping <clears throat> that the monsters wasn't going to be some serious like Devil's Rejects type of stuff. Yeah, I do appreciate that it is very different from what he's done before. Uh, it's very colorful. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> but that's that's about all I can say. That's good. I don't, I don't really care for it. Um, but there are other things too, you know, there's, there's plenty of other movies that have come out that, um, harken back to some old TV show. I mean, they did a live action of the Flintstones. Do you remember that? I do. I, I remember they had a really awesome McRib, uh, yeah. promotion with it, <laughs> but that's about all I remember from it. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't remember the actual movie. I know I saw it. Um, I think there were two of them. Oh yeah, you're right. Oh my gosh, we need Stefan Jackson on this. Yeah, Stefan, I, I, know, I know you're listening. We need to have you come on a, uh, on another show. We need our, our, our movie expert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think that it's, I think that it's that nostalgia that drives the need to reboot. 
I mean, one of the biggest examples, and we talked about this earlier today, is Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Is, so, I went and, I waited to see this movie until we went on our vacation to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And I went to see this movie with Ashley's dad. And two and, brothers. And her brothers. And we all went. It was a guy's day. We all went out and yes. saw Top Gun. And, uh, <clears throat> I'm a... No shock to anybody, I'm a huge Tom Cruise fan, so I wanted to see it, but at the same time, they kept pushing it, pushing it, pushing uh-huh. it, so by the time it finally came out, my enthusiasm for it was all but dead. Mm-hmm. I was like, eh, I guess, you know, it's out. It was supposed to come out like two years ago. Yeah. Two or three. It was supposed to come out before we left Denver, I think. Yeah. And it, it didn't. And oh, it, yeah. And they kept pushing right. it and pushing uh, it. Because of the pandemic. Yeah. And so, I was like, you know, I'm not, I don't really care about it anymore, and so... Um, but it was something that we all wanted to go to, and so we had a guy's, we had a guy's day, and we went to go watch it. And it was a lot like the original Yeah, Top a lot of Gun. fan service. There was a lot of fan service, tons, and it had Val Kilmer in it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, <clears throat> it was, it was basically an 80s jet fighter movie that, with new technology. They talked. Also... A, they talked a little bit about like the new technology in the movie too. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, uh, wasn't it also sort of like a passing of the torch? Um. Yeah. No. I. I think the way they ended it was possibly there could be possible future adventures <laughs> of Maverick. I mean, or there could be possible future. I mean, they could. They could have gone a ton of different ways the way it ended. Mm-hmm. It could be over. It could be it. You know, that's it. But yeah. um, I, I really think that some of those movies where they do like the kind of passing of the torch, I, I think they do that mostly for the new fans to get mm-hmm. excited about a new whole line of sequels. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, Creed, the mm-hmm. uh, yeah. the Rocky movies, that kind of spawned its own little like series where it was kind of like Rocky passing the torch to um adonis creed Mm -hmm. who was kind of you know living in the shadow of his father apollo and spawned a whole line of oh i think there's only two yeah but there could be a third one i mean you never know and that was definitely rocky passing the torch like you know obviously he's like in his 70s so he's (laughs) not going to be boxing anybody but he kind of passed on like his knowledge and stuff to a, a capable fighter right and i think kind of they did a little bit of that in uh in Top Gun Maverick, mm-hmm. but you look at it today, the news, and what is it today, the 13th, July 13th, the news today said that domestically, Top Gun Maverick surpassed Titanic in box office. So people are seeing this movie, mm, people that I don't need, people that I know that don't even like A, action movies, B, Tom Cruise, I saw them talking about the movie online. Mm-hmm. And to me, I'm like, okay, and this was before I even watched it. So I was like, damn, people are watching this thing. People are watching this movie. Okay, sure. <clears throat> I have my own thoughts on that. Yeah, it's That's not, a whole other... I don't think thought. there's any conspiracy theory behind it. I absolutely do. I think that people just wanted to watch basic action movies that we don't really get anymore. I can, yeah, I can understand that for sure. <clears throat> but, um, it's one of those movies that had a lot of talk before it came out and then it really died out not too long after it came out um so i don't know there's there, i have a lot of theories well i only have one theory but 
I, I, <clears throat> I honestly think that the reason why Top Gun is doing so good mm-hmm. still, I mean, it's still in theaters, which is crazy. Because mm-hmm. I think it came out in May. Oh, I don't know. <clears throat> I guess I could fact check real quick. <laughs> um, it's still in theaters, still going strong. And the reason why I think it's doing so good is because a lot of it has to do with nostalgia, mm-hmm. retro, you know, the feeling of, man, I really love Top Gun. I think Top Gun came out in 80, it was between 84 and 86. I can't remember what specific year it was. Uh, well, Top Gun <coughs> 2 came out on May 27th. And then uh, Top Gun, the first one was 86. Okay. <clears throat> so 86 it came out i was five years old was one. <laughs> oh no we're dating ourselves <laughs> and a lot of people were excited because it's a sequel to one of those old movies that mm-hmm. they liked so i think a lot of i think it kind of an action movie people love action movies in mm-hmm. general so that's the general people that are going to go watch it no matter what because it's an action film yeah then you're catering to the older people who are like Man, that was cool when I was a teenager. I watched Top Gun. It was great. Now it's a sequel. And then you have my generation, your generation. We were kids when we were watching Top Gun. Mm -hmm. So now it's like, oh, that's cool. I remember that when I was a kid. I want to see the sequel. The best part of the original movie was Take My Breath Away by Brandon. You cannot change my mind. It's a good song. It's a great song. It's a main character sort of song. Love it. (laughs) All right, so uh, <laughs> let's move on a little here. Okay. Uh, do you think there are any negative effects of all of this, you know, <clears throat> retro, nostalgic culture, you know, with Stranger Things, with rebooting old series, um, TV shows, <laughs> movies, that kind of thing, or even in music where you have synthwave coming out, synth pop? Um, recreating styles from like the 80s but more in a romanticized sort of way I don't think it's bad I I, th- I think the only thing that's potentially bad is stuff like monsters mm-hmm. I think that people could certainly misstep like trying to recreate something from the past and have it just flop mm-hmm. and then that hurts it's it's kind of like the the critics you know that maybe are against nostalgia mm-hmm. or against like nods to the past and they can use that as an example to say see i told you it sucks mm-hmm. you know like and i don't think that that's fair i also think that another negative about it is is again like monsters like you could have somebody to that just does it just for nostalgia's sake there's really no mm-hmm. heart and soul behind it yeah <clears throat> and you just create something that's terrible a yeah. good example of that is the Ghostbusters from 2016. Oh, oh yeah, 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 that one. I think it was 2016. Yeah, with the, with the all-female cast? <clears throat> yeah. I think that they kind of just wanted to reboot Ghostbusters for the sake yeah. of doing it. I don't care if it was all-female cast or what. It was just written poorly, and it was kind of just put together. Like, even the intro was a lot like the first movie. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, remember that scene? We're going to kind of redo it again. But like with this new cast and stuff, I just felt like it missed the mark. So full disclosure, I did not see the 2016 <clears throat> version. 
Um, <clears throat> I wasn't into the rebooting of it already, and it just didn't look very interesting in the trailer. And then all this other information came out about the cast and reviews came out and that it was awful. <laughs> so I just choose to ignore it. And it seems like with the 2001 release, I'm sorry, 2021 release, um, they sort of just pretended that it didn't exist, which I think was smart on their end. Um, it just sort of moves the story along in a, in a more nostalgic way for sure. Um, and I also think that to your point previously, that movie was definitely a passing of the torch. Absolutely, yes. Type of thing. Um, I think that if they end up doing another Ghostbusters movie, they should leave the old cast out of it and just uh-huh. go move forward with the kids. And I think it'd be fine. Yeah. I would. I would support it. Um, they don't need to hold on to the past in order to make it relevant. Honestly, they don't even need to make another one. Just honestly, <laughs> I think it would be better to end it. <clears throat> um, I think that's the biggest negative effect from, from my point of view is that all of the, you know, we see so many reboots and so many, um, you know, continuations of these series that are, you know, decades old. And I think that it really impedes progress. It impedes creativity. I think it's very lazy. Um, so I think that's the biggest drawback of being so nostalgic. It really distracts us to the point that we're almost tunnel visioned into it. You know, I understand that there's a reason for us being so nostalgic. You know, the world isn't a great place at the moment, but we can still find other things to enjoy about it. I also think there's an oversaturation of nostalgic based stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm um I'm more burned out than you. Um, you know, going into even comic book stuff. I'm super burned out on all of it. <laughs> I think the, I want new stuff. I think the burnout of superhero stuff too kind of contributed to the Top Gun Maverick like basically soaring over everything mm-hmm. like you know, pun intended for sure, but like it's just you know, everyone's just sick of watching superhero stuff. Yeah, where you have comic book movies <clears throat> that are, you know, you have to watch all these other different things. I think that's a whole other conversation, too, <laughs> that though. Really is. <laughs> that really is. And I, I think we're just burned out on all that. So oh, absolutely. So when you see something that I think that kind of contributed to, I think the retro slash nostalgic value of Maverick mm-hmm. helped it overcome all these Marvel and DC and all these superhero things that are out now people are just like another one yeah you know and they're like okay well hey this is different and it reminds me of a cool movie i watched back then all right i'll give this a go yeah i think to a point though you know you're not making any new memories you know we're so hung up on these old memories but i mean we should be focusing on making new ones too i think when people do try new stuff though everyone hates it i don't think so I am all for new things. <laughs> oh, I know. But I mean, just in general, you look at the audiences and they're like, oh, I don't like that. They're like one of the great, the funniest uh, memes I've ever seen. Because mm-hmm. horror fans are pretty toxic. Every fan base is toxic, but the horror <laughs> ones complain about every little thing. And so one funny meme I saw where it's like, I don't want remakes. I don't want reboots. I want original ideas. Mm-hmm. And then the other person's like get out us 
yes. Hereditary, Midsummer, and they're I love the witch. All of those. And they're like, no, not those. I don't understand that at all because first of all, those are amazing movies. Second of all, I mean, you can't just keep watching them. I understand. There are a certain group of people that is a thing where you want to watch comforting things. You want to watch something you've already seen um, because it's a comforting thing. I do it at work. You know, if I'm working, I want to watch something I've already seen so I don't necessarily have to concentrate on that. That's my own neurodivergence there, but at the same time, like, if I'm trying, if I'm not working and I want to watch something new, I want to watch something new. I don't want to watch a rehash of something that I saw <laughs> even, you know, 20 years ago. Oh, man, I sound old. I don't like that. <laughs> but, you know, there's, um, I don't know. I think there's pros and cons to it because, like you pointed out, someone who hasn't seen something before may find you know may find it interesting i didn't know that the thing was a remake mm -hmm. had no clue never seen the original probably should um had no clue but there's also some things like uh little women didn't necessarily need to be remade there have been several different versions throughout the the, the decades a star um, is born a star is born because it's remade constantly um Let's see what else. Pride and Prejudice. I'm just about every Jane Austen. Yeah, I mean every every <laughs> has been redone to every death. fifteen years or so. There's a brand new version of it. Don't get me wrong. I love every single version, <laughs> and I will watch it over and over again because that's my comfort thing. Um, but at the same time, does it really need to be remade? Look at Disney live action movies right now. The biggest culprit of just essentially why you know asking that question. WTF, why did you do this? Why did you spend so much money doing this? Is the Lion King remake. I understand there are some key differences, but for the most part, we found that it was shot for shot, exact same movie as the original animated version. Why? <laughs> right, they could have just, well, there was like a few new songs and stuff, but but it's like... That was it. That was pretty much it. I mean, the... I think the hilarity of it all was after we watched, because we, we saw that together, mm -hmm. and that was one of the, because that was kind of like when at the beginning of our relationship was when we watched that movie. Oh, yeah. And what's funny about that is like, after it was over, I kind of sat there and was like, so they could have just dubbed the yes. old movie like into the, with the new graphics and it would have been the same thing. Exactly. And I think, I, I haven't seen Beauty and the Beast, mm -hmm. but I heard that that also was shot for shot, almost the same movie. A lot of it was. There are uh, quite a bit that is very different. Um, I'm definitely not defending it. <laughs> um, I do appreciate, and I think it's a little underrated, but I think that the Dumbo live action version uh, was probably necessary. You know, to maybe go back over some controversial parts of it uh, that definitely did not need to be included in the original. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, Mary Poppins did not need to be made. I did, I did not appreciate that one at all. There yeah, were but two that was of them a too. that was a re that was a sequel, right? <sighs> I mean, I don't remember. I saw it once and I was like, no. I thought this it was is not called me. Mary Poppins Returns. No, there was two of them. Oh. There was two uh, newer movies. Yeah, I'm not a really a, a big Disney person, so I'm, I'm sitting that's, here that's like my realm. I'm sitting here trying to correct you, and I don't even know what the hell I'm talking about. 
um, but you know, talking about the, let, let, well, we can kind of finish up on the negative effects here, but um, one of the things that I don't particularly care for are like cartoons that are being remade in, I guess, newer styles. Like Lion, like well, the Thundercats Roar. Oh my gosh, that's a big one. And, and then I think Aquaman was the other one, right? Yeah, there was some weird Aquaman one on HBO. That was the laziest art I've ever seen, ever. So the art that she's talking about, what was that cartoon? It was like Steven Universe or something yeah. like that, right? Yeah. It just looks really... Just very basic. Yeah, I don't want to say it looks terrible because that... It's a style. It's the a style. art style is... Yeah, that it's it obviously works because people like it and they made other stuff with it but for me nah and and like the thing about my thing about the thundercats roar mm-hmm. is that they brought that out and they thought that we wanted that and we're <laughs> like hold on like you're you don't mess with thundercats like back in the back in the day when i was a kid thundercats was something that we was well was badass we watched it because the the battles were like cool there were lasers and like mm-hmm. you know bombs blowing up and just tons of cool stuff happening and then all of a sudden you got the thundercats where it's just like comedy the whole time yeah it's like little kid juvenile comedy but but they're trying to <clears throat> excuse me my throat's really dry tonight but they're trying to cater to old and new fans yes but they're also trying to say hey look um this is kind of an more of an not i guess not an adult based but i would say like kind of like bob's burgers and stuff where it Mm -hmm. wasn't like specifically for children yeah but the intended audience i think it's they failed because it's gone now yeah it's gone well okay so i'm oh gosh how many different audience members can we piss off on this episode (laughs) i'm gonna go there um my little pony there i said it um it it's terrible what it has become. It's definitely not the same. I understand that styles get updated, but they totally missed the mark on that one. And somehow we have bronies. So I don't understand what happened there. Um, but I don't I don't understand why they couldn't just leave it the way it was. You know, why, why revisit it? Why not? Here's a great big idea here. Why not create something new? Instead of rehashing something that has already been done. I think part I... Alright, so I don't know. Because I'm not a big money-making exec <laughs> or whatever. But I would argue that the reason why we saw My Little Pony again or Lion, Lion Cats <laughs> or the Thundercats Roar <clears throat> reboots and all that stuff is because I feel like they probably had a meeting, right? Where they're like pitching all these ideas and they're uh-huh. like, well, we want to do this new idea that's kind of like My Little Pony and they cashed out all these details and some exec is just like, well, then why don't we just do My Little Pony? <laughs> you know, why are we trying to copy that? Yeah. Let's just redo it. Or come up with something new. You know, whatever works. <laughs> <clears throat> but what I'm saying is all of a sudden they saw an easy way to just go about yeah. it. They're like, yeah, it's screw, lazy. screw like trying to do something new. Let's just redo that. It's so lazy. And I just Be- have zero respect for it. Because your idea is too similar to this. Let's just do this. Yeah, I, 
don't know. If, if you're going to do something that similar to something that's already been done, just don't do it. Come up with a different idea. It's okay. Yeah, but look at how much money My Little Pony's making now. This is true. And I just, it's because these adults, I don't know if they were into it when they were <laughs> little or what the deal is there. But that's, I think that's just a unique situation. Um, but we, we see a lot of TV shows like Roseanne and Full House where, you know, they are, they, they ran their course, you know, in the 90s. And now we've seen a resurgence. Well, we saw them. They came and went already. Um, but they did like a reboot of those. I think sort the Roseanne show is still on. Oh, is it? I don't know. I, I, I didn't watch I, I, that. I don't know. I know that she lasted one season. <laughs> <laughs> and then the family took over after that. And then I don't know if it's still going or not, but I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. But, you know, I just, I don't know if that has to do with actors and actors and, and maybe Hollywood people that just don't have work <laughs> and are just trying to do something. I, I don't know what that is. Um, but I feel like that's taking advantage of people's need for nostalgia a little too much. It's just, it's, it's, it's a dead horse now. <laughs> Okay, so now that we talked about things we dislike about it or <laughs> the negative effects as well, what 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 do you love about the whole retro thing going on right now? Uh, um, you know, I'm as much as we're talking about disliking it, um, I do still enjoy that little bit of a rush of seeing something that I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot that existed, you know? I think we were watching something where they had like um, Polly Pockets. I was like, oh wow, that's what that's a toy that I definitely enjoyed. Um, also, you know, I was a Barbie kid and that's been around forever, you know, uh, for, you know, a good portion of the, the 1900s and it's still going strong today. Um, they're coming out with a new Barbie movie with Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie. And I saw one screenshot that this is like the only time that I'm like, okay, yes, I'm going to go see that. I don't care if it's a remake, reboot. I don't care. It's it's nostalgia. So it's the scene where apparently they're rollerblading and they've got on bright, super bright neon clothing. And I remember having the Barbie that was dressed like that. She had the rollerblades where you would roll the skates and it would like make sparks. <laughs> but they got the pink and the yellow. The they got those colors so perfectly correct that I was like, "Yes, I need to see this." <laughs> Every other screenshot I saw of it so far looked terrible, but that one particular picture I was like, "Yep, I'm going to see it. I don't care what it takes." And that was it for you. <laughs> it was. So, um I I you know, I love that Barbie is still around. Um, not necessarily reboot, but, you know, has definitely had highs and lows in, in popularity. Um, I love that they have expanded the line to be more inclusive. Um, and I love that I get to, you know, we don't have kids, but you have a goddaughter. And so I was able to get her a Barbie dream house. And that just satisfied my inner child so much <laughs> to be able to do that. Um, so it is kind of nice to be able to pass off things that you, that you enjoyed as a kid, uh, to a certain extent, you know, I think it, there's a very fine line of when it's done correctly and when it is not done correctly. Um, I think rehashing the style is not the way to go. Um, 
but maybe expanding on what's already there is maybe okay in certain circumstances. So you think that maybe these like filmmakers and stuff that are doing that are kind of like feeling the way that you're feeling? Maybe they're like, oh, I liked this when I was a kid. I want to, I want to do that and, and and like have people experience that yeah. same joy that I had. And then that's why you see like Thundercats roar. Maybe, um, but I think a lot of it also has to do with you know like like Stranger Things. Um, no matter how you feel about it, it is absolutely a love letter to the 80s and the good and bad that came with that. Um, so I think that that's a lot of nostalgia there for sure. Uh, but, but also it's not a rehash of something that's already been done. You also have Stephen King. All of his stories, most of them, have to do with personal experiences. You know, when he was growing up. A lot of them take place in a very specific time in New England which harkens back to his own childhood. And I think a lot of uh, creative people do that. They go back to their childhood. So I do find that a very positive thing about being nostalgic. And I, I think when done correctly, it, it can help create something awesome. Yeah. I, that, I, I think that, I guess on that same topic of what, what I love about it, mm-hmm. is a lot like, a, a lot of what you said especially pertaining to Barbies and like, you know, like you said, getting Jael that mm-hmm. Barbie dream house and stuff. I think that, uh, for me, it's similar to that in that I guess Ghostbusters is a, is a good, the new Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. the afterlife one is a good example of nostalgia stuff where you see it, right? Mm-hmm. Your kids see it. <clears throat> and your kids maybe not didn't know anything about the original Ghostbusters, but they watched that and they're like, well, what was going on? Like, I didn't really understand. And of course, if your kids, if you watch that with your kids and your kids have never seen the original Ghostbusters for, you know, f- first of all, that's like horrible parenting. Mm-hmm. Your kids should have seen Ghostbusters a long time <laughs> ago. But, <laughs> but I'm just saying like maybe people who never watched Ghostbusters before, right? Uh-huh adults even went and seen this movie because maybe they like paul rudd mm-hmm. and they watch this movie and they're like oh hey that was interesting and there's two others well i guess technically three i'm gonna watch those other movies so then it kind of lets them explore mm-hmm. past stuff same thing with the top gun movie to be fair that movie was in 86 so that's a long ass time ago so kids and stuff that watch it now and their parents are like, oh, you like that? Well, there's like an older one that's just like this. Yeah. So it kind of brings awareness, I guess, to stuff that you liked when you were a kid or when you were younger that may people may not have really known about. But now that they've redone, rebooted, redid, whatever, <laughs> brought back, that now it's kind of like in the open in a good point of that is that they kept Kate Bush song mm-hmm. from Stranger Things yes. who knew about that song before that and all of a sudden it's the number one song yes literally is was I don't know if it is still but it was the number one song in the country yeah <clears throat> at least in the UK for sure good for her <clears throat> and it's like who even knew that song yeah I'm gonna be really honest I was not I don't think I was aware of that song. I'm sure that I've heard it and just didn't realize it. Yeah. But the but Stranger Things absolutely put that song in the forefront of everybody's mind 
Um, and, and Metallica as well. And hopefully Journey, even though it was really only in the trailer. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, um, kudos to her, man. That, 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 that is amazing. She definitely broke some records with that one too. Yeah. It just, it goes to show you that that's one of the good things about it that I like. I mean, on one hand, I'm sick and tired of that song. (laughs) But on the other hand, it's because it's because all these kids now are discovering it for the first time. Yes. And people are like, hey, what about their other music, you know? And all of a sudden, Kate Bush's albums are going to be number one again. It's yeah. like, what the hell? Metallica's trending up to top of the charts, too. So it's just crazy. Yes. Now, there are, you know, there we definitely have revered classics when it comes to movies. Um, so you've got things like Wizard of Oz. You have um, The Godfather. The Godfather's a great example of something you really can't remake it. And damn anyone who tries. You know what I mean? Like, I think that that would bring so much ire that it would just be a horrible idea. However, it's still revered. Um, and I think that has... a. Um, I think a large part of that is due to not only the greatness of the original films but also um there are so many gangster movies out there um that you know probably gets you know new fans and so those people explore that whole genre and then find that particular movie it's funny you mentioned the godfather because excuse me there is a new series out It's not a Godfather series. Okay. It, it's a series about the making of the Godfather. Oh, okay. And I think it actually has... I don't remember who's in it. I think it might actually be the kid from Maverick. Uh, oh, uh, Miles Teller? Mm-hmm. I think that's his name. <laughs> that's interesting. I did not know that. <laughs> so people might watch that and be like, oh, yeah, the Godfather, and then like go watch that again. I don't know. It probably not, because the people that are watching that probably only already knew about the movie. <clears throat> but there's just a lot of stuff that's, I don't know, makes you happy. I'm sitting here looking at a screensaver uh-huh. on my TV from the Roku that's sci-fi themed. And there's like a ton of old movies that I loved that are... Oh, they, they uh, remade Dune. They re- did, is it a reboot or is it, no? It's a. I would say it's a remake, remake for sure. For sure, yeah, I agree with you. I did enjoy Dune though. I but have yeah, to say, I'm like a... talking all this crap <clears throat> about reboots and rehash, but <laughs> I really enjoyed Dune. But it's a sci-fi thing, and that's why she's talking about Dune because there's a sandworm on it, mm-hmm. and we're kind of looking at it, and it's just a collage, kind of like a ton of different like classic sci-fi stuff on the screen as it goes by and it's makes me happy to see because i'm like oh look there's return of the jedi or or this movie over here is from alien you know it's really it's really cool very nostalgic screensaver i have to say um so i mean would you how would you feel if someone remade or rebooted alien well that's entirely possible but alien that's one of your favorite fan franchises um how would you feel if they rebooted it? I'd be totally fine with it. Really? I'd be fine if they rebooted any of my favorite movies because it's a fresh take on it. Maybe it's the same. Uh-huh. 
<clears throat> but at the end of the day, it doesn't erase my favorite movie. Yeah. It's still there. They did kind of a semi-reboot of The Thing in 2011. Mm. Which it was mo- more so like a, it was a prequel. Mm-hmm. But it was the same movie. Mm-hmm. And it, the special effects in it were terrible. So it's not like... <laughs> It's not like that movie ruined the legacy of the original film. Mm-hmm. If they redid Alien, I'd be down with it. I don't care what they do with it um, because I would watch it because I love Alien movies. And if it was terrible, that's okay because the original still a masterpiece and it's not going anywhere. I so. can throw the original on at any moment and watch that. So I have a couple of examples. Um, Hocus Pocus. <clears throat> Hocus Pocus was one of my all-time favorite movies growing up. Um, definitely contributed to my great love of Halloween. Um, and Hocus Pocus 2 is coming out. Um, <laughs> and I actually don't know how I feel about it. On one hand, I am so psyched for the Sanderson sisters to make their return. Because Bette Midler is amazing. Um, and so are the other two ladies. Um, however, it is a, it's very much a passing of the torch sort of movie. That's where I'm like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I want though? other people to enjoy. It is, yes. There's there's newer witches. Uh, they're they're young girls. Um, I honestly don't know much more about it other than what's in the trailer. Um, also, the movie poster <clears throat> instead of, um, oh my goodness, um, the sister who is on the vacuum cleaner originally she's on she's on two Roombas now and I love that little update I think that's adorable but um you know it's it's passing of the torch and I, that's one thing I just I'm not sure about I don't know about that movie no I'm not a big fan of the movie because I didn't grow up with it so to speak because I never watched it mm-hmm. until we went to the theater mm-hmm. no I think I've seen it before that with you yeah, you you took me to the theater to go see it because I've never seen it on the big screen. But I think we saw it before that, though. We may have, yeah. But I thought it was an alright movie. I wasn't I was blown away by it, but that's because I didn't grow up with it. Yeah. And I think a lot of that has to do with the nostalgia factor and mm-hmm. the retro and all that. It's a movie that I never really saw until yeah. a couple years ago. It doesn't speak to you the same way as it does me. <laughs> No, because I didn't grow up with it. It's the no. same way with, like, Harry also, Potter. It's, it's Yeah, I mean, um, those kind of movies are definitely... They speak to my interests. <clears throat> but, after watching the trailer... <laughs> yeah. And after watching that movie so recently... Uh-huh. Everyone can hate me all they want, but I think that this new movie is completely irrelevant. Like, it's not needed. Yeah? It's like, why are you doing this? Like, after watching the trailer, I was like, but why? See, that's how I feel about the Goonies. There has been talk forever about doing a sequel to the Goonies. And I I just, I don't see a reason for it. That was a self-contained movie. There's no reason to revisit it. I think if younger generations want to experience something like that, go watch the original. I promise it's amazing. It holds up. (laughs) It's good. It's good. I like it. It's, it's, It's definitely one of my favorite... 80s movies because that movie is the epitome of 80s it reminds me a lot of my childhood mm-hmm. when you know when kim and i talk about being res kids uh-huh. it was a lot like that you know adventures just go out and do your thing like goonies movie couldn't happen today because their the parents are like where are the kids you know like we put apple tags on all of them <laughs> so we know where they're at at all times and all this kind of crap yeah but back then it was like 
you know, you just went out with your friends and just did stuff. Yeah, that's true. I remember roaming the neighborhood. Yeah, you just had adventures. That's true. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah, no, there's no way. If I if I did have kids, I could not do the same thing. Yeah, disclaimer, we don't have kids, so maybe <laughs> it's still like that, but I just but based on what we see, you know, as as outsiders or whatever, it just seems like the world's different. You don't let yeah. your kids like do that kind of stuff yeah. anymore. Now, there are certain movies like <clears throat> um like Lord of the Rings. Oh my god! I hope that they wait until I am long gone before they try to remake that. Um, although they tried to, you know, add to it with the Hobbit and failed horribly uh, for so many reasons. Um, but they tried to stretch that franchise out as much as possible. Do you think that being, you know, so nostalgic in our society? is going to do the same thing to something like Star Wars. It's so iconic, but, I mean, it's getting stretched pretty thin, no? <laughs> They're already doing it with The Mandalorian. So The Mandalorian, when it first started, I loved it because it was its own thing. Yeah. It wasn't tied into any of the movies. It did its own thing. There was maybe, like, one or two, like, characters that may have had appearances or whatever in the in the movies or the lore or what have you. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, <clears throat> all of a sudden, you start bringing in like characters from Clone Wars and uh-huh. people from Rebels and like all this stuff. And all of a sudden, you're like, wait, so this is just a continuation of like more of the same. Then you got Luke Skywalker at the end of one of the seasons, and you're like, what the hell? And all of a sudden, you know, a long time ago in a galaxy the size of a small town, <laughs> you know, because everything. Star Wars, I love Star Wars with all my heart, and I'm going to watch all the stupid shows because I love Star Wars. But my big complaint, which has been for years and years, Mm -hmm. even with the prequel movies, is that everybody has to somehow tie into someone else. You know, it's like, why can't we just have a movie where it's like the characters are just completely original? Yes. They have nothing to do with anybody. So we watched Mm Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan is the latest Disney show, and I think it was like six episodes. <clears throat> There's a character in that. I think her name was like Reva, mm-hmm. something like that. And she was like, I guess I would say, besides Darth Vader, she was like the main bad person in it. Yeah. She was the main antagonist. And Grand Inquisitor. Yeah, but he was only in it for like the yeah, first true. episode. I think he's coming. Yeah, if they continue it, he's going to come back. Anyway, go ahead. Anyway, so she was one of the bad guys who's always trying to find Obi-Wan and stuff. And lo and behold, and spoiler alert, she was a youngling when Anakin attacked the Jedi <laughs> Temple. Why? Like, why yeah. Why do you have to tie all these characters into events that happen? You know, I just don't understand. They did a really good job with the movie Rogue One. Uh-huh. Because we all knew what it was about. It yeah. was about... These guys are going to get the plans. It was the prequel to A New Hope. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. And yes, the main character's father designed the Death Star. Mm -hmm. Okay. But it fit the plot. It wasn't like... This guy was never talked about in any of the the movies. Yeah. And yes, it had Vader. Yes, it had Tarkin. Mm -hmm. It had all the... Some of the bad guys from A New Hope. But that movie was based around this group of people who you never heard of before. 
And then you never hear of, you weren't going to hear of, about him again. Yeah. But now we're doing a series called Andor, which is about one of the guys from from that movie Rogue One. Yeah. And there's already two seasons of it. It's starting to feel like what comics are doing. Yeah. You know, where you have to watch this TV show to understand that movie. You have to watch these three movies to understand this TV show. Oh, and, you know, maybe you should read the comics as well. Going back <laughs> all the way to the 1960s. Good luck with that. Thank you. Boba Fett. <clears throat> Boba Fett's a prime example of this. So Boba Fett came back in The Mandalorian. Uh-huh. Which was cool because we're like, holy shit, you know, like yeah, Boba Fett's back. Exactly. Oh, whoa, what? He's getting his own series. And I'm thinking this is going to be cool. Lo and behold, again, <laughs> in order to understand what the hell was going on in Boba Fett, you had to watch Mandalorian first because mm-hmm. otherwise you'd be like, who is this guy showing up like who had two episodes? I think I think it was two whole episodes of just him. Yeah. So you're like, who is this guy? Why is he in this Boba Fett show? Yeah. And then, oh, guess what? The main bad guy, and it's from Clone Wars. <laughs> why? Yeah. You know, and it's like, why? It had a great story, great startup. We're learning what happened between Return of the Jedi uh-huh. and the Boba Fett series. Had this great intro, mm-hmm. which a lot of people hated because they're like, this isn't the same Boba Fett. <laughs> well, if it wasn't the same it would never be the same Boba Fett. Nobody would be the same yeah. after getting swallowed by a creature. Yes. He was in there for who knows how long. There's no <laughs> timetable. For several it years. It was very vague. For several years, he was with these, I think, for several years, he was with the Tusken Raiders in the desert. Yes. <clears throat> Again, very vague. Yeah. They're trying to leave it open-ended, I think, for more expansion. Right. But what I'm saying is it wasn't certainly like three days where he's like, oh... I'm crawling out of the Sarlacc pit. I got captured by these Tusken guys, and I became great friends with them in like two days. Yes. And I'm doing all these adventures. No, 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 no. It was I've, it was an extended period of time. That changes a person. Yeah. And it was reflecting that on the show. But I'm I'm going on a huge tangent here. <laughs> well, what I'm just saying is like people were nostalgic for that old Boba Fett. Yeah. From the original movies, you got an evolved character, which mm-hmm. I thought was great. <clears throat> but. Star Wars is preying on people's nostalgic, yes, like nostalgia, and putting out twenty new shows every freaking year now, and so much merchandise. Yeah, and they all tie to the old stuff that everybody likes. Exactly. We're not we're not doing any new Star Wars stuff. We're doing Star Wars character A, who is tied to Star Wars movie B. Yes. And <clears throat> nostalgia sake. That's one of the negatives. I hate that. Yes, I agree. Um, but we have talked a lot of negative things about um, <coughs> nostalgia in general in pop culture. Um, let's 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 revert back to Stranger Things. Um, I feel like Stranger Things got a lot of things right. Um, it was, like I said, a love letter to the '80s, where it's not rehashing any storylines. It's a, it's a brand new thing, as far as we're concerned. Um, but it still was set in the 80s and gave us a lot of that nostalgic vibe. Um, are there any other movies or music or anything in pop culture that gives you the same warm and fuzzies the way Stranger Things did? Hmm, that's a good good question. Um, 
I think Stranger Things kind of like if there was a little hole in the wall, I guess Stranger Things just like kicked the wall down. Mm-hmm. Because prior to that, I think if you were feeling nostalgic about something, you would just watch the old stuff. Yeah, I think to an extent. <clears throat> I don't really think there was anything there that was like something new that you were like, this is kind of a callback to those times, those like early times. I actually do disagree with that. Um, I think that this is just <clears throat> the most recent and probably one of the most stunning examples of something being retro, something being new and retro at the same time. Even with the opening theme, it's not 80s. That is very modern. Um, it just, it's it's synth. It's, you know, harking back to um, to the 80s. The, it's, you know, a romanticized version of the 80s. And we have seen that before in decades previously. Um, so I don't know if you remember the movie Crybaby with Johnny Depp. Oh, yeah. Very retro. <clears throat> um, also, one of my favorite movies as a kid was Now and Then. Um, that was a 90s movie, but it was set in modern times, but in most of the story was set in the 70s when the characters were kids. Um, and, of course, this is a time period in the 90s where... 70s nostalgia was super big um but you know you also have this is this is sort of a, a callback to you you know our, our conversation at the beginning of the podcast where you know what makes something historical versus retro um you know because i was thinking about um movies like dirty dancing you know that was an 80s movies that an 80s movie that was set in the 60s i think i think it may have been the 60s Fifties uh, or sixties. Stand by me. Stand by me. Uh, <clears throat> My girl, also another one. Um, but then you, you know, you you get into oh, and Lovecraft Country. That was a, a retro as well. That was a very good one. I wish they had renewed that one. Um, but then you have Mad Men. I feel like that is one of the the bigger ones as well, where it's very retro. I don't know if you ever saw it, Mad Men. I haven't. I saw most of it. I'm pretty sure I binged it at one point. Um, but it was it was a really good example of sticking to the genre, too. Um, like, it went through the, the whole decade. It kind of fell apart at the end, but it was pretty good. It was pretty cool. So um, that would be retro and not historical? Yeah, I think that's more retro, even though it was uh, the 60s. It was the 60s. Um, but... When you get into things like Bridgerton, Outlander, um, and Downton Abbey, is that more historical rather than retro? Well, number one, Outlander was a science fiction. Whatever. It's still retro. It's still nostalgic for something. Um, I've never seen it or read the book, but I just know that there's time traveling and... Your, your friend Gail Jones is going to love this. If she listens to this podcast, she's going to love our talk about Outlander. There's a lot of forceful uh, <laughs> situations in it. <laughs> oh, uh, Forrest Gump is retro, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <clears throat> so I don't uh, but think... I, I, think, I think the way we're talking about it, though, is in a completely different context. Uh-huh. I think our grandparents might see... See, Forrest Gump is retro. Yeah. Whereas we see it as that's 
movie about the old times. <gasps> oh, I don't know. I mean, it still fits <clears throat> in the 1900s. I kind of feel like the definition of like feeling retro and nostalgic about something is an era that you lived through. Yeah. I never experienced the 60s or the 50s. I don't know what that was like. But there's plenty of younger uh, people today who emulate the, you know, the rockabilly thing. The, but the, they have no idea what it was like. They didn't live there that in that time, but their style is still considered retro. There, There's a girl, oh my gosh, she does her hair. Um, she feathers it out like Farrah Fawcett did. It looks amazing. But she clearly did not live in the 70s. She's way too young for that. Um, also, the kids that are, I guess, the fashion right now. Oh, I sound so old. Um, they're wearing things that we wore as kids. That's the cool thing now. This this romanticized version of what was cool in the 90s is all of a sudden cool now. You know, where you've got plaids and, uh, you know, black chokers. And, you know, there's a certain style. Lots of denim and I love it, at the, but at the same time, it's very strange to see stuff that we wore on kids that were definitely not alive at the time. Well, I'm sure our grandparents and stuff <laughs> felt the same thing about kids in the 80s wearing, like, leather jackets yeah. and looking like the outsiders. Oh, I totally did the bell-bottom thing. <laughs> did I grow up during a time where they had bell-bottoms? Well, technically. <laughs> But but originally no. <laughs> I think a lot of it comes from um you know being inspired inspired by your parents for sure. I my mom is way cooler than I ever gave her credit for. <laughs> way cooler. Um and you know even even my dad like I I still listen to their music. What I consider their music. Me too. So is that retro? Or is it nostalgic? Even though it's not nostalgic for us. Is it historical? I think one of the greatest examples of this is you listen to uh, synthwave artists in... If you, feel, if you go to YouTube on your computer or whatever and you're listening to a great synthwave track that's new... you got to name a couple of artists for people. Just name like five. I'm trying to think of, I, I I guess the most popular would be the Midnight. Yeah. They're the ones who have a lot of, tons of comments because they're super popular. They're they're a poppy sort of synth yeah. kind of group. Yes. And if you look at their, I'll I'll name some more, but oh, just, our intro, our intro is Future Holiday. Oh yeah, and I was gonna name several, but Sorry. I'm just saying, <laughs> that if you go to their, if you go to their page, uh-huh. their YouTube videos. You'll often see comments in there from kids saying, you know, this music makes me nostalgic mm-hmm. for an era that I never even lived in. Mm-hmm. And they're like, how? Yeah. And it's because I think Stranger Things, stuff like that, will paint a picture. Mm-hmm. Well, not a very realistic picture <laughs> of what the 80s were like. So people hear this music. Mm-hmm. They transport themselves to Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> maybe that town, maybe that time. Yeah. And they're like, wow, this is what the 80s were like. But it, it really wasn't. No, it wasn't. It wasn't like Stranger <laughs> Things at all. I mean, that's, that's even just taking away like all of the sci-fi stuff and 
if you just look at them as kids, that that could be any era. Yeah. <clears throat> it wasn't really what the 80s was. Like I said, it was very brown and smoky. <laughs> yes. There was a lot of cigarette smoke. Every time you went to a restaurant, it was smoking or none. Yeah. Didn't matter because the whole place smelled. Yes. Oh, my gosh, yes. The cooks were smoking and Cooking dropping ash <laughs> in your food as they made your food. You know, your coffee had, like, little ashes in there from the waitress. <laughs> <clears throat> so, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of synthwave artists, though, that make music that... Definitely goes back to the 80s and Future mm -hmm. Holotape, definitely one of my favorites. The Midnight's another favorite one. Uh, LeBrock. Uh huh. That's one of my newer <clears> favorites. <throat> Dance with the Dead does some great music that's a lot like 80s horror movies. Yes. There's just so many artists. Gunship. I'm going to name them. Yeah, Gunship's another one. They're, they're another really popular group, too. Yeah. And Carpenter Brute. Yes. Um. Some other smaller ones like Laserhawk or <clears throat> Mitch Murder used to be really big. I don't know if he still is or not, but that was another really popular artist. Mm -hmm. Do you think that nostalgia uh, spills over into any other genres of music? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, look at Steel Panther. Okay, didn't they have like one song though? I think they had a few. They're a comedy group. I don't, I don't know if they're a great example. They, they tour around, though. Do they really? Yeah. Oh. But they took 80s metal, like 80s hair metal, and they're still making music today. They're putting out albums. Mm -hmm. I would say they're legitimate, just because they're mm. a joke and vulgar and gross. Mm -hmm. Very <clears> excessively <throat> gross. <clears throat> just parental advice around that one. My throat's really dry tonight, so I'm really... There's going to be a lot of clearing of throats in this whole thing. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, they're vulgar and they're gross, but they are still putting out albums. It's no different than saying Weird Al. You know, Weird Al's a parody. Yeah. But he still embodies the eighties. I suppose so. I don't I don't know about Weird Al. He he definitely um he parodies stuff, but I don't think it's necessarily nostalgic. <clears throat> I think everybody's version of what is what constitutes retro or nostalgic really depends on your point of view you know um i think for the most part there's a there's a general vibe for for our generation um but ultimately i think our perspectives are definitely different on you know style one thing i wanted to talk about was retro goggles goggles retro goggles yep <clears throat> it's a saying when, you know, people say rose-colored goggles. Oh, yeah, rose-tinted glasses, yes. Yeah. Rose-tinted glasses. Well, they got retro goggles where, you know, you say that this thing is so awesome and people are like, well, it's only cool because you got retro goggles on, you know? It's like yeah, things where you thought it was cool then. And a big example for this, and I know people are going to hate me. Uh-oh. <clears throat> <laughs> A couple years ago, and it was right before I met you, uh -huh. I went to the movies and I watched a movie called Labyrinth. <gasps> no. And I loved that movie as a child. And I was like, this is so cool. Jim Don't Henson. Don't do this to me. It's amazing. Don't do and this I to me. And I watched it. 
and I was like, why did I like that so much as a kid? Maybe it was cool when I was a kid, but watching it as an adult, I was like, mm, not that all that great. That is David Bowie, Doesn't who's matter. starring his crotch. Doesn't matter. And Jennifer, Con- oh my god. It just wasn't that great. <gasps> wow. Retro goggles. No. Yeah. Those effects still hold up. Doesn't matter. The story was terrible. Wow. Ouch. Like the dialogue in it was cringy. Well, duh. A lot of things in the 80s were cringy. I'm just saying, it just wasn't all that great. I could watch Ghostbusters. Yeah. Which has a lot of dumb, cringy moments, and I still can still laugh at it, but I just couldn't do that with Labyrinth. Oh. On the flip side, the movie I thought was going to age terribly for me. Uh huh. Was a never ending story, and I watched, I literally watched that the week after. Uh huh. And it was amazing. I wow, thought that that's... was I thought that was going to be the corniest dumbest thing ever especially especially with the theme song. That is a that is a big pull. I know we just like watched <clears throat> Stranger Things and they were singing the song and everything but wow, I haven't thought about that movie in a while. And there were sequels to that too. Yeah, we're not going to talk about those yeah, cuz they <laughs> they were all sh- shitty. They suck. <laughs> but the original though. The original one is amazing. really good. I I thought it was going to be it's a stupid. Great story. I thought I was going to be dumb. Because I'm like, huh. I know I loved this when I was a kid. And after seeing Labyrinth yeah. and then kind of destroying my view on that, I'm like, shit, I don't want to ruin that movie, too. Yeah. But I watched it and I loved it. <laughs> <clears throat> and I think now, more than ever, that movie's relevant. Yeah. Because the whole plot is kids aren't reading anymore. Yeah. So all these fantastic area Fantasia yeah. is all going away. Because kids don't read. Yeah. What are kids doing now? They're not reading. They're looking at iPhones and iPads. Yeah. You know, I I really think that that movie is very relevant today. I agree. If somebody were to redo that movie, they certainly have a plot. They can transport it with modern... Does it work the same, though? It works the same, yeah. Or does it become more like a Tron sort of thing at that point, if you're if you're making it more modern? I mean, Tron and Tron Legacy are two excellent movies. They are. That's a valid point, but I don't know. They were both different. I am very much of the opinion, I don't know if anyone could tell by listening to this, but I am very much of the opinion that remakes and reboots are the worst thing in the world. Stop it. It's done. <laughs> Just move on. Make something new. Although we are older, um, so we are, you know, like I've said before between us, is that we are not in the same demographic for marketing anymore. Um, so all of these things are not targeted towards us anymore. Um, it may be targeted towards parents who are like, oh, yes, I would love to experience this with my child. Um, but we don't have kids. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we are we, we are definitely going to have a different opinion um, when it comes to that kind of thing. But I'm still going to watch Hocus Pocus. <laughs> I know. And it comes on Disney Plus, I think. <sighs> Can't wait. So it's like direct. Yes. But Perfect. no, I, I, I think that... I think some movies do... Would probably work better remade now. Mm. Like what? Like Never Ending Story. Mm. Here's the thing. That movie 
It wasn't done by Jim Henson or anything like that. So you're not trampling anybody's legacy. Here's the thing. <clears throat> they can update the movie. They can update the movie basically. They don't have to... It's not simply because of special effects, okay? Mm-hmm. It's the story. Yeah. Like I said, it's more relevant now than it was back then. Back then, kids still read books, just not a lot of them. Yeah. Nowadays, kids don't read books at all. So I think the Neverending Story would work better in this era than it did then. But that's not taking away from the old 80s movie because that movie is still great. The movie's going to be great no matter what. If they redid it and this took away all those awful sequels, just did another 2023 or whatever Neverending Story, I think it would do well. Well, then I'm going to sound old manish and get off my lawn. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I wholeheartedly disagree with that. Don't touch my never-ending story. Don't. Uh, I think that the world would benefit more from more reading, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm over the nostalgia. I know you aren't, but I am. <laughs> I, I don't I'm not like, I don't feel any way about it. I, I can take it or leave it. I, I know what I like. Yeah. And if I see things like Stranger Things, I think it's cool because it's like, all right, that kind of reminds me of, like, my childhood. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm not fighting Vecna or anything like that. <laughs> but I did re- I, we did ride bikes everywhere. We did do all their stuff. And I said that a lot when we went to Flagstaff. I was like, this is my Stranger Things. Like, I had a whole motley crew of, like, neighborhood kids and... You sat there in the woods and read the D&D manual. Yeah. Right? Or we, the, the book. Yeah. And we pretended that we knew what we were doing, playing role-playing <laughs> games and all that kind of stuff. And traded Nintendo cartridges and so went to pizza places and played arcade games. It was great. So now, uh, I think that it would be really interesting to hear what other people have to say about... Not only what they think about nostalgia in general, what what do you find nostalgic? What brings you to that happy place? You know, is there a franchise or just a standalone movie or anything that you just don't want to see be touched? Or is there something you want to see rebooted? Uh, definitely let us know because we're, we're curious to see what other people have to say about this. And also, what have you watched or, or read or... Yeah. Or played or anything like that that uh you watched yeah, you have obviously retro goggles for that <laughs> you try it nowadays and it's like, wow, that's terrible. Because that doesn't really just stop with movies. I mean I've I watch a lot of retro stuff on YouTube because mm-hmm. I I follow John Riggs mm-hmm. and I love his videos because all he talks about are old Nintendo games or Sega or Super Nintendo, just a bunch of old classic games, and I mm-hmm. love classic games. And there's some games he talks about where I was like, "No way, dude! That game was so cool, and I loved it. <laughs> and you're you're full of crap because you say it sucked." And no, man, it was cool. And then I play that game, and I'm like, "Oh wow, yeah, this game sucks." Yeah. You know, and it's like I thought it was so cool when I was a kid, and I know there's plenty of times when I'd be sitting on the couch playing an old classic game, and I would just say to you, "Wow." I used to love this game as a kid, and this game sucks now. <laughs> but you know? yes, let's. Um, I would love to hear what other people have to say about this topic. Um, it's a pretty, pretty big topic. It really and, is, and everybody has a differing opinion. You know, some people are absolutely against it, some people are absolutely for it, and there's a lot of people in the middle somewhere. 
Um, but definitely let us know what you think. I really do think that a lot of people are going to say don't remake anything because <laughs> a lot of people hate it. And I'm kind of the, I'm all for trying it. Uh-huh. And if it sucks, then that's okay because you still have your original. You know, I mean, they're not going to, the new movie is not going to take your old movie and say, all right, we're going to throw some trash. You can never watch it again. Right. No one's ever going to mention this movie ever again. <laughs> that's never going to happen. Well, now it's time for our audience to share with us. Well, let us know, everybody. Let us know what you think about the reboots and what you think that was cool back then that you kind of don't feel that way now because there's a lot of it. And it's really surprising when it happens because it's like, on one hand, you're like, wow, this is so cool. And then you want to show somebody, you know, it's like, hey, Ashley, come look at this. I loved this. And then it was, it's embarrassing because it sucked. (laughs) So let us know that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So until next time. We'll see you again in probably another year. No, hopefully it'll be sooner than that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking with us with the weather, the AC constantly going, me clearing my throat every five five seconds, and then the two-hour episode. So (laughs) thanks so much for listening, guys. We appreciate you. We love you. Till next time. (laughs) Bye-bye.